Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this is the first quiz of the new year, January 2008, and uh, hopefully it will be a terrific year for everybody. So I have 10 great cases that we put up around the Christmas New Year's break, and here's the first case. What's the least likely diagnosis in this case? So let's look at the images, and it's a great case. Large mesenteric mass, displacing vessels, fairly homogeneous, not obstructing bowel, but displacing bowel. And Again, you go through a differential of what is uh, mesenteric masses, and desmoid tumors are definitely a possibility. They can have calcification, but not always. A gist tumor, could this be an extra uh, tumor growing off small bowel, for example? Or in the mesentery, possibility. Carcinoid tumor is always a good answer for a mesenteric mass, though I would admit this would be the largest carcinoid I've seen in a long time, and 70% calcify. But the one I would say probably is less likely is a liposarcoma, not that liposarcomas aren't typically retroperitoneum, rather than a mesenteric mass, but also this mass has no fat. Now, not every liposarcoma has fat, but a classic one would have at least some fat, so I would say that's the least likely diagnosis. Okay, what about this case? What's the best diagnosis? And I gave you four choices. Now, when you look at this case carefully, what you're really looking at is the upper pole calyces on the left kidney, the upper pole left kidney and you can see amputation of the proximal aspect of upper pole calyx and then whatever calyx you see compare left to right it's dilated distorted and irregular and that's destruction of the calyx now papillary necrosis you usually get multiple calyces involved and it's the papilla that's an issue renal cell typically it's a mass maybe it obstructs the calyx but typically does not involve uh, and encase the proximal uh, calyx or your or uh, renal pelvis and TB is a good possibility, but TB you see some atrophy of the kidney. You often see calcifications. And so the best diagnosis to me in this case is an infiltrative process causing obstruction, which of course is a transitional cell carcinoma. Okay, very good. Next case, best diagnosis. And what you see here is you see a case where there is a, a little bit of patchy enhancement left kidney early phase imaging, but you really see these low density zones on late phase imaging. And we talk about tumors sometimes showing better late, and we also talk about infection. So the best diagnosis in this case would be that infectious process, that which causes relatively normal, but in this case not really perfectly normal, uh, kidney early. And, and then the multiple changes later on, the patchy changes that often correspond to a nephrogram and IVPs. So this was the best diagnosis of acute polynephritis. Remember, XGP has calcifications, large kidneys, obstruction, lymphoma, can give multiple masses, but not this infiltrative process in this fashion. Lymphoma can be infiltrative, but it wouldn't look like this. Next case, here's a patient I actually was doing for abdominal pain, but I did it, the uh, 3Ds of the bone, and it's a beautiful bone and bone. It's a vertebral body and a vertebral body. There's some sclerotic changes present. There's a little bit of concavity. And this is classic for sickle cell disease. Lymphoma can give blastic meds, as can prostate, as can lymphoma. But again, this really isn't blastic. It's kind of this bone-in-bone -bone appearance, which is great for sickle cell disease, more commonly a plain film rather than CT diagnosis. What about this case? Look at this mass in cross-section, and you can give a wide differential what the mass could be. But if you look at it in a coronal 3D display, you see the math literally runs the length of the patient's forearm. It's low attenuation, and when you look at the possibilities, the best one is a neurogenic tumor, and this is a neurofibroma. Could you think about a neurogenic sarcoma? I guess the possibility, um, 
you know, these patients often do get sarcomatous degeneration, but here it's pretty well defined, pretty homogeneous, and I'm going to go with a uh, neurofibroma, which indeed this was. Next case, we're halfway there. Incidental findings in the spleen, which are multiple splenic lesions, what's the best diagnosis? Could it be lymphoma? The answer is yes. If you're immunosuppressed, can this be candidiasis? The answer is yes. If you have melanoma, could this be Metz? I guess the answer is yes. But the thing I always want people to think about, I've seen a number of these cases, sometimes with adenopathy, sometimes without. Multiple splenic lesions, younger female, no good clinical history. You better think of sarcoidosis of the spleen. And this was the case. Next example. ER patient, knee pain, best diagnosis, classic history, classic findings, osteoidal material arriving, arising at the metadiaphyseal zone, exophytic. It's almost like an extra osseous, osseous sarcoma, but there is some bone destruction present. Uh, you can see that a little bit on these images. It was shown better on other images. This is a classic osteosarcoma based on the medullary appearance. Next case. What is the cause of the pericardial disease? When you look at it quickly, you say, gee, maybe it's pericarditis, but it's, which gives you thickening sometimes, but this is like mass-like. It has mass effect. And what about the possibility of lymphoma? I guess that's a very good possibility. can involve the pericardium, and metastasis can as well. Uh, a fusion can involve the pericardium, but uh, here it's more than just a fusion. Here it's mass effect. And so the best answer would be an angiosarcoma. Angiosarcomas of the pericardium are very rare. We've had a few cases. We're writing it up, and I'll have to post more information about this a bit later. Okay, number nine. What about this case? What's the mass in the right suprarenal zone? And again, the key thing, look at this mass. It's large. It has fat within it. This is a classic myelipoma. That's a home run diagnosis. Angiomyelipoma of the right adrenal gland. Carcinomas can have some fat, not look like this, however. Renal carcinoma, this is not a renal, but an adrenal mass. And adrenal hemorrhage is of high density, not of fat density. So that's an easy one. And last but not least, what could you say about this patient's bowel enhancement? Well, you look at the bowel, it's dilated, and it's really poorly enhancing relative to more proximal bowel. And this is a classic case of ischemia or infarcted bowel. The bowel typically will fall into the pelvis. Um, you know, patients may have had prior surgery. You look at the bowel loops and cross-section facing you in the image on your right. Lymphoma, I don't know, carcinoma, Crohn's disease. Crohn's has thickening. The other two have masses. But this is just a low flow state. The bowel is not enhancing. It's dilated. We thought about this for a uh, internal volvulus, and that was our presumption. But surely this patient had ischemia. So that's 10 really good cases, and I hope 2008 proves to be a great year for everyone. Have a good day.